Yes, it's a beautiful morning, uh, though it's a little bit cooler than we anticipated. But here we are in the house of God. Amen. What a privilege. What a joy. And to worship him. Oh, there's nothing greater than that. So here today, I'm going to present to you the last of the series that Pastor Braun has organized and is teaching on the afterlife, which is the third one today. Afterlife. Um, I don't know if it is a morbid subject for some or not, but for us as believers, it's something to look forward to, something that we um, look forward with joy and anticipation and uh, to meet our Savior. Isn't that greater? Isn't that wonderful? So uh, in week one, what we shared was what is here is not all that there is. In other words, you know, what life is about now is not the, not the end. There is more to it, right? Uh, that actually is far better than what we are experiencing here right now. So that's one thing that we can look forward to, don't you? And so if we do understand that, then week two we said, so what now? So what does that mean for us? How does that change the way that I live now? It changes because we now know our purpose. And it is all about loving God and loving people. It also changes our perspective because we've got the goods. We have all what it takes to live this life because this life is being entrusted to us. It's not an entitlement. It is being entrusted to us. And how we think of the master who has entrusted this life to us really matters. So we looked at the uh, the story of the three servants who were entrusted with amount of money and what they did with that. So, And that is a stewardship. And we are accountable for being the right stewards of what God has given us. Not only that, that we live with a pro- promise, a better afterlife, a better afterlife. So that brings on uh, this series today. So what then? What then? What is then afterlife? So let's pray. Father God, we just thank you, God. The Lord, you are a good God. Lord, you have planned this life. You have put each one of us here, oh God, on this earth for such a time as this. And Lord, that your plan for each one of us is to give us a hope and a future. And Lord, we know that there is eternity with you. And given that understanding, O oh God, Father, we want to hear from you and we want to see what your word says, O oh God. And Lord God, that you would just um, encourage us, you will build us up, you will challenge us where necessary, O oh God. And Lord, that we would be those stewards, that we would be those people, O oh God, who know where we are going and what we are doing, O oh God, and live it well so that others would find an example in our lives, O oh God, that they would want to follow. And Lord, that they would want to see Jesus in our lives, O oh God. So thank you, Father, for your word. And we ask, O oh God, that you would open our eyes and our hearts to hear what your spirit is saying to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Heaven. Heaven. Isn't it true that we all have a picture of heaven? What does heaven look like for you? How do you think about heaven? So in this series, we have been... Um, Asked to challenge ourselves and to ask, where did you get that information from? Who told you? What happened 
you know? So I asked myself those questions, and I'm giving you my answer now. So I was, I was six weeks old when my father died, so I don't know my father. And I remember when I was about three or four, I know I definitely hadn't started school, um, I asked my mom, I said, Mommy, where is Daddy? And Mommy said, Daddy is in heaven with Jesus. So for my little um, understanding, I thought, oh, it's somewhere up in the sky there. So Daddy and Jesus are up there. And then, you know, a couple of years later, I went to Sunday school. And in Sunday school, they taught me this lovely chorus. Heaven is a wonderful place. Some of you might know it. Heaven is a beautiful place. Heaven is a wonderful, heaven is a wonderful, heaven is a beautiful place. And that's all I could remember. But somewhere in the middle of that, there is, and I will behold, or I will see my Savior's face. If anybody knows that chorus from years back. And, you know, again, so that affirmed to me in my little heart and in my little mind that heaven is a beautiful place. It's a wonderful place. It's something that I can really look forward to and maybe see my daddy also. I mean, I, sorry, I didn't say maybe. I said, yes, I'll see my daddy. You know, for a little child, that is confirmation. What is your picture of heaven? What is your picture of heaven? Maybe you're familiar with that beautiful hymn, Amazing Grace. That verse, when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. So are we going to be singing in heaven all the time? Is that what we're going to do? No, says Stan. Okay. So there are, <laughs> yeah. And then I also look at, when I read the book of Revelation and I hear and I, see, and I read, uh, the angels, they are, they are, you know, the angels, the elders, the, you know, the apostles, everybody falling down and saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. You know, he is the lamb, is worthy to be slain. You know, they just praise and worship him. I just love that. I just love that. And maybe we will be worshipping. I don't know. All the time. I'm, I'm game for it. I'm game for it. I am there. I am there. But for me, what really strikes a note in recent times is uh, that song from Mercy Me, I Can Only Imagine. Oh, I just love that. You know, even the thought of it just gives me those nice, fuzzy feelings. I can listen to that. I can be in his presence. Just, just, you know, some of the words in that song is, Will I dance before you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? Will I, will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah, or will I speak at all? Just imagine being in that place, when we see him face to face, I feel I wouldn't have words. I would be down on my knees in, in a loving embrace. I don't know. This is my picture. This is my picture, and I love it, and I love it, and I look forward to it. I look forward to it. You know, people talk about mansions, streets of gold, gardens and streams, rivers and, and trees, everything that captures beauty, peace, and joy and in the presence of all the other saints. It's going to be just marvelous. It's going to be wonderful. There is so much literature written about heaven. You know, people who believe they've been given a glimpse into heaven. There's analogies like the writings of C.S. Lewis, the vision by, by Rich Joyner, brilliant, profound works. 
Heaven has always been discussed by the oppressed people who are suffering. And they look forward to the escape. I remember singing those spiritual songs in, as little children, l- learning those things. Songs written, laments composed, longings expressed. There's so much about heaven. But I only know what the Bible tells me about heaven. I have read the Bible, and I know Jesus talked about heaven. I've understood, you know, some of that. But I also have read the book of Revelation a number of times in my life. And I don't understand all of it. But it's a book of imagery. It's metaphor, prophetic, yet very relevant to the time that it was written of the Roman occupation. And it also has a future that is yet to come. So I don't try to figure out everything because I can't. (laughs) I read Revelations because the Bible tells me it's a blessing to read that book. And I have, I have. You know, I know in the past I've tried to figure things out, no more. I don't, I give it up. I know one thing that, you know, Jesus is coming. And that's all that matters to me. (laughs) There are people there, out there, who are 100% certain. They are They totally believe their view on how things will unfold. Um, And they believe what they they know is the right one and everyone else is wrong. That's okay with me. I have no problems with that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not going to argue with anybody. So if you're looking for an exposition on the proofs of what will happen, you won't get it today. You have to find somebody. What... (laughs) What Pastor Brown hopes you will get in the word of, is the word of God that, you know, that can go to work in your life and my life. And that it will transfer, it will change our hearts towards what we hear from God's word, from the inside out. And give us a confidence and a joyful expectation for what is to come. Okay? So what's then? So let's hope that each one of us will get something to think about today. Think about. Wrestle with it if you don't understand it. Read the word. Find somebody. Talk to people. Wrestle with what you hear. And give. And whatever happens, it gives you a conviction that will change the way that you live your everyday life. We don't want to live the same every day or do life every day. There is something that every person we meet, every situation that we come across, we can apply God's word. We can apply God's principles and we can change ourselves in how we treat other people and how we, uh, how we do things simply because God has given us that ability. So to do that, let's go to Romans chapter 8 verses 10 and 11. So we're going to look at three things uh, about renewal, redemption, and and reconciliation. So, reading from Romans chapter 8, verse 10 and 11. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. The same spirit that is living within you. So as we talked about in week one, our bodies are subject to age. Wear and tear, stress, injury, disease. 
But we who trust in Jesus have been given eternal life. We have started living that life right now. And once dead, that is not the end of us. Once we die, this is not the end. Not our soul, which is us on the inside, our mind, our will, and our emotions. So we don't change our personality or our uniqueness. That remains. God created that wonderful person that is you. Look at yourself, think of yourself as a wonderful person that God has created. He is not going to do away with that or our spirit. Our spirit will awake and is very much alive in God. As followers of him, we exist. Our bodies, this mortal body, however, that will be gone. That will be different. And not only will that body go, the Bible teaches us that the fallen part of us, our selfish desires that James talks about, that lead us into sin, that brings death to our lives. Death means not literal, but uh, you know, negative consequences because of sinfulness in our lives. All that will be gone when, we, when those of us who have given our lives to the Lord and whose spirit now goes with God, all those things that we struggle with are gone. Now since making Jesus the Lord of our life, he is our boss. We hopefully have been cooperating with the Spirit of God. And our desires have been changing. That we live in a different understanding. We don't live for this world. We don't live for now. We don't live for what we can get. That sometimes we can change quickly. And there are some times that we stubbornly, very slowly want to change. As the next part of the scriptures from that verse on, it goes on to say, I'm not going to read all that. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, sons and daughters of God. So we want to be led by the Spirit of God as we do this life as Christians, as people who are called by his name. And the assurance that God has given us as his children. We have been given assurance as God's children. So if you read Romans chapter 8, meditate on that. There's so much. It's a rich, rich chapter. So reading on from verse 18. What we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subject to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in a glorious freedom from death and decay. Amen. Yeah. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We are given this hope when we, we, we were saved. If you already have something, we don't need to hope for it, do we? But if you look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait. But wait patiently and confidently because someday freedom from death and decay 
are gone. And how glorious, how glorious our renewal, our body, our sinful nature gone. Amen? And reading on from verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them the right standing, he gave them his glory. You and me, we have been renewed. Yeah? The glory of God is within us. And we get renewed even as our inner person has been renewed and reborn. But so does the whole creation. All of creation is going to be renewed. Now, uh, that has led Christians in the past, in the history of, uh, of this uh, earth, to not really care about the earth. Because some people think, oh, well, this is all going to be gone and something new is coming, so why bother? But I think that's not really what it's about. We could potentially be reading into that. And we have been called to be uh, co-wise regents with him. In other words, he's the ruler, but he's the owner, but we can rule before the owner. Okay? So, um, if this place is going to be renewed, then we better look, look after it, then replaced. But regardless, we have always been called to be good stewards of God has given us. So we need to look after this planet and let's start right where we are, with our little patch of dirt, with our little room, with our little whatever we have. Let's start there because God has given us the stewardship of, of this place that we live in, which is so beautiful. Okay? Now, let's also think for a moment about redemption. We are redeemed. But we wait for our bodies and for creation to be redeemed, as we just read. So let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that, we, that will never die, this scripture is fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death. And the law gives sin its power. But thanks be to God. He has given us victory over sin and death. And through our Lord Jesus Christ, wow, we are free. Hallelujah. What a thing. What a thing. What a glorious what a glorious promise and what a thing to look forward to. Free and oh gosh, that's, you know, nothing. We have victory. We have victory. So whatever we are struggling with sometimes, even now, you know, I'm talking about the sin that we struggle with. Not what we have ignored or not the things that we have justified. 
But I'm talking about some things that, that is within us that we hate, that we don't like about, like about ourselves. We know that. And guess what? All that is coming to an end. So when we are free, we are free indeed. So, you know, everything that is pertaining to things that are not, not pleasing to God, we work on it in this life. We work on it in this life as yes. And yet he will give us the grace and the mercy. And when we are renewed, there is nothing that is not of sin, of sin in our lives. So finally, let's also look more so on the book of Revelation, where, you know, Jesus talks through the vision of John. We, we see a lot about what's going to happen. So this book may be written, yeah, just, you know, as we said before, at that time for the, for the Roman occupation and what was happening. But also there is so much that is yet to come. So I'm not working again. We are not working on a timeline and thinking of, you know, this is what's going to happen. Uh, but let's get to the precept. Let's look at the ch like chapter 1 and get the setting. So I'm reading from Revelation chapter 1, verse 9 to verse 11. I, John, am your brother and your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom and in the patient endurance to which Jesus calls us. I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. It was the Lord's day and I was worshipping in the spirit. Suddenly I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. It said, write in a book everything you see and send it to the seven churches in the cities of Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. So those were real, real places in that time, and, and they existed. And so this, this, this was to be sent to all those churches, these letters. So we're reading along, verse 12. When I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven golden lampstands, gold lampstands. And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe, with a gold sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice thundered like mighty oceans. He held seven stars in his right hand. And a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth. And his face was like the sun in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died. But look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What would I do? but fall, on, fall at his feet. What would you do? What would you do with revelation and words like that? Moving on, let's also go to chapter 7, verse 9. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, for every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the tr throne and before the Lamb, they were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar, 
Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And here we have the picture of reconciliation. How wonderful. How wonderful. Every person, every man, every tribe, every nation represented in salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. How wonderful that would be. As we look at broken humanity at the moment, where things are, and you have seen all the picket lines, people yelling at each other with signs. You have seen the despicable outworking of racism, sexism, elitism, the blind privilege. This passage tells us we are all together. So there's nothing in you that says that some people are better than you or or less than you. You want to sort that sort of things that even thinking out straight away because nobody is. In God's eyes, we are all equal. They are all around the throne. Black, white, poor, rich, educated, uneducated, male, female, vaccinated, unvaccinated, everybody. Everyone's there. So we need to worship. We need to worship now in unity and love because that's what we are going to do there. And look, our church, I just love because we are such a privileged people. We have a foretaste of that because we have people from so many nations, so many tongues represented here. And what better rehearsals, what better practices could we have than mingling with us, with each other, understanding each other, loving each other, and knowing each other? What a great taste at ACC of the diversity that we have. So let's learn to worship God. Let's learn to worship God with everything that we have. There is nothing more, more, more satisfying than worshiping God. You know, it's such a wonderful thing to worship him. To worship him who has redeemed our life. To worship him who has given us eternity. The love that he gives us. You know, I have, you know, I, I, can't, I have no words to express the love that I have for him. And I don't know how to say that. And I don't know what I will do. Oh, I just long for that time. And we can do that. But not only that. We have to, we do that now with our love and our fellowship with one another here, here on earth. And in Armadale, we have such a great privilege. Yeah? But above all, let, allow, let us allow the Spirit of God to bring change in our hearts. And so that he teaches us, you know, f- to fine-tune our attitudes, to fine-tune what is in our hearts that is not pleasing, or doubts and difficulties and challenges that we have. As Christians, we are given this word of God that has everything that we need pertaining to life and learning how to live life. And what God wants us is to just be obedient to that and to love and follow him because if we do, we'll never go wrong. But the most important thing is, what do you think of the master? What do you think of the master? Who is he to you? What do you really think? You know, it's like that servant. He said, Master, you know, you're a wicked man. You know, he thought he was a wicked man. But in your heart, what does God mean to you? What does Jesus mean to you? 
That is what really matters. From out of that will come everything. Out of them, that will come everything. And if you don't know and if you don't understand fully who Jesus is or what he means, you know, there are people here who would love to come, come around you, sit around you, talk to you, help you, take you through Bibles, readings, do something. You know, there are people here who are willing to do that. And today, if you're sitting here and in, the, in, in hearing what I have said, and you have questions, don't go away without those questions being answered or asked because God is able to do that. And sometimes he brings people alongside us to help us. So I will put a plug in for connect groups. I will put a plug in for prayer groups. I will put a plug in for anybody who can get together one or two at a time. Just read the word, you know, share a coffee, just give a testimony, share what what is happening in your life. And, you know, there's do life together. And, you know, we need to practice that now because we are going to be with all these people, with all these people. So here we are. We are going to practice. We don't know. I mean, I sometimes really struggle in me thinking, how do I reach this culture or that culture? What is right for them? You know, what is right? You know, how do they, how do they have their communities? So how can I, you know, how can I? So unless we, we learn from one another, we get together and we learn from one another, we will never do that. So I, I ask you that you leave this place thinking, you know, how do I do this? How can I say, you know, it's a matter of just saying, hello, you know, tell me about your country. Where do you come from? Or, the, you know, when I came here, I didn't know much about Australia. And the questions that I asked were sometimes so silly, I all, you know, because I didn't understand many of the things. And, you know, but it's okay. It was okay because I, I asked and I learned. If you don't ask, you don't learn. So it's okay. People don't put you down. So we, we have that privilege. But above all, most of all today, if there is anybody who has never uh, known that you have eternal life, that you could have eternal life, that you, when you give your life to Jesus, that he brings eternity to you. You know, don't leave this place. We would like to pray for you. If there's somebody here, if there's somebody here, would you put your hand up if you want prayer today and say, I don't know this Jesus. I don't know about eternal life. I want to know about it. I want more. Or if you're sitting here and today you feel, you know, I think I need to press into Jesus. I need to press in a lot more. I need to read the word a lot more. I need to get together with somebody. Make a decision. I need to do that. Because this is the only life we have. And the decisions that we make here and now is what is important and what is going to take us to eternity. We can't get there and say, oh my gosh, I wish. It's too late. Let's do those those things now it, it isn't not a big you know it's not a big challenge it's just called doing life together whether you go for a walk with somebody whether you drink a tea or a coffee with somebody whether you learn to do a skill with somebody or whether you just play a game with somebody whatever it is you know we can do it in Jesus name amen so that is my encouragement to you be challenged be, be exhorted to know that there is a wonderful life for us because ahead But not let us look for the by and by, but let us live right now, knowing that there are so many people out there who do not know that. And we need to share that with others too. There are so many people who are going, and especially with this time of COVID, when we see so many deaths, people going to a grave without eternity, without knowing Christ, it breaks our heart. It breaks our heart 
it breaks our heart god help us help us help me how to reach out how to touch somebody in jesus mighty name one thing you can pray learn to pray if you don't know how to pray is talking to god if you don't know how to pray i'm happy to pray with anybody come let's pray so let me just pray and then hand over to dan um father god we just thank you we just thank you god for your immense love for us we thank you god that you have a way for us you are the way the truth and the life and lord we look forward to an eternity with you but father we are not satisfied just saying lord i am good i am saved i am fine but lord our hearts ache for those who do not know you god lord today we pray and we ask oh god you would revive our hearts oh god first and foremost that lord we would know you as our master and our savior that we would serve you and we would love others as you loved us and lord that we would know and you would give us keys oh god to share that love with others as well as pray for those that do not know you here in this city of armadale oh god father we don't want to see people go to a christless eternity and lord help us we can't do it on our own we ask for your help oh god and i pray as your people who leave this building now and they go on their way oh god and do their week father that your spirit would work powerfully in each one of us oh god father that you would bring understanding that lord you would show us people you would show us situations where oh god we can speak life into those that are around us oh god so help us oh god that we will make a change in our world that it would be a dis- determined thing that we do oh god not a wishful thinking but in determination god we would do what you have called us to do oh god so thank you for your enabling power may your face shine upon these people oh god this day and lord may you be gracious to them oh god may they go in your peace and your mercy oh god in jesus mighty name i pray amen 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 yes dan's abandoned ship so here i am <laughs> why don't you all stand have a little stretch do what you got to do i just want to remind you that shamaine has offered to teach you how to pray and so today you want to take advantage of that and go and see her straight away and say shamaine i need your help <laughs> And also just plug for connect groups as well. Thanks for mentioning Charmaine. This is perfect place to practice this kind of community where everybody is included, where we value every person no matter what you look like, no matter where you come from. Praise God that that is his plan for humanity. How amazing. How wonderful. Awesome. I'm going to pray for you real quick and then I'm going to invite you back next week and um we're going to be farewelling our friend Nick so make sure you come for that and we're going to be eating lunch together. It's going to be fantastic. Just like the body should do. Just like the family of God should do. So let me pray and then we'll go in Jesus name. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are good to us. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that you you came. God, you've reconnected us. Lord, Lord, we're now your children adopted into your family, God. And no matter who we are and no matter what our life has been like in the past, God, you call us toward you. God, you say come. God, that you say that we are your children, that we are loved. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us. In every season including this one right now, you are with us, God. You are speaking, you are moving. And we just love you, Lord. Would you help us, God, this week to be aware, God, of your presence and of your voice, Lord? Would you speak to us in new ways like you never have before, God? 
And I pray for each person here, Lord, that we would go away this morning with a sense of joy and a sense of hope for our future in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.